Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, welcome to the Yahoo Sports College podcast. I am Dan Wetzel. Joined today by Pete Thamel. Pat Forty is watching a swim meet involving his daughter, Brooke, who I assume will win. <laughs> she always wins. The pride of the Yahoo Sports College podcast, Brooke Forty. Uh, so it's just us two today, Pete. We got rid of that, uh, that weak link. Uh, we'll not have random, uh, just, you know, Kentucky. We won't have any Kentucky jokes to tell, yeah. I guess. No today. cheese grater jokes um, is a big loss for the podcast, Dan. Yeah. Big loss, big loss. Anyway, I am at the uh, federal trial again Tuesday in New York City, and so this is going to be a basketball trial-heavy podcast. We will do. We did football for Monday. We will do football again when Pete and Pat do the race for the case later in the week. Um, so if all you're looking for is football and you're not interested in this massive corruption trial, I don't know why you're not. Stay for the jokes. There will be plenty. <laughs> Um, but if you're looking for like a good breakdown of Penn, uh, of, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan or something, we'll get that later in the week. Right now though, we are, uh, we did say last week, anytime Brian Bowen senior is on a witness stand testifying, it is cause for emergency. So this is a sort of emergency podcast, although it was regularly scheduled. Uh, but can we still do the inspector gadget music? That was a hit amongst uh, our listeners. I think that yeah. was a hit. That was good. Dun, 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 that was good dun, dun. Music for us. Yeah, we'll let Lindsay put that in there. We may have to make that a regular bit. One of our, uh, one of my, one of my buddies who listens thinks we should just do a regular bit with Inspector Gadget music and make fun of the NCAA's enforcement and I, general rules. I had forgotten about Inspector Gadget, and that was really good. Uh, and I am drinking a 24 ounce Coors Light that I got at Dwayne Reed at the uh, on Water Street in Manhattan. It's it's a glamorous life I got going here in New York. How small is your hotel room there, Dan? Uh, small, yeah. uh, but beer barely fit in. <laughs> beer barely. <I> was... <laughs> no, it's good. It's fine. All right, before we get to the, the, the stuff, it was my favorite uh, thing today, or one of my favorites, was uh, apparently, uh, you know, last week we were, we were amazed that Oklahoma State offered Brian Bowen Sr. $150,000 in cash, according to Brian Bowen Sr., an $8,000 car and a house. Okay, so the 150 and the house, like that's living large. What's up with the 8K for car, right? Like you're going to give a guy that much money and then what does he got to buy like a used car? That doesn't make any sense. Well, today in court, the $8,000 car had become an $80,000 car. 
Now, I don't know whether everybody, because other reporters and lawyers and stuff that I talked to about this, we heard 8,000. Now, maybe it just, it was hard to hear, you know, you couldn't hear it, but it is now an $80,000 car. So Oklahoma State (laughs) offered $150,000 in cash, an $80,000 car, which is absurd, and a house. Tesla of Stillwater? Do you think there's a Tesla (laughs) Tesla of Stillwater? Stillwater. (laughs) Bentley of Stillwater. (laughs) <laughs> what eighty thousand dollars? And he still wouldn't go there. This is even more humiliating for Oklahoma State. I go back. I mean, they have to pay double market of the other cheating schools, and they still can't get players. It's pretty that's remarkable, why, actually. Yeah, that's why you got to leave. I mean, that, that is just incredible. This kid wouldn't even give him a time of day. So, but here's my thing: if you're gonna like, if you're gonna cheat, okay, like if I was a coach, I would absolutely be cheating. If, if anyone hires me, I'm gonna break all the rules. <laughs> You got to be a little smart about it. Now, if you all of a sudden give an $80,000 car to somebody, to and then he's going to live in Stillwater. He's not driving around Saginaw with it. Brian Bowen yeah. Sr., okay, if there's a Bentley rolling through Stillwater, it's going to stand out. This isn't Miami. <laughs> it stands out in Miami. It stands out in L.A. It's an $80,000 car. Okay, so everyone's going to go, who's got the $80,000 car? And then you go, hey, it's our five-star recruit's dad. (laughs) I mean, Oklahoma State, you got to slow your roll here. It isn't even working. But if it did, I think it'd be even more trouble because you'd be busted in like five minutes. This is like when the Reggie Bush's family got the house and then – they poured they poured a new driveway and they put their names in the driveway like no like gotta at least <laughs> pretend you're not there just visiting just visiting while your name's in the driveway so you do, you take your bentley to the whataburger where tony allen got arrested like that's all i can I think of still in still water, water. But like not- you take it to, you take it to eskimo joe's and like like leave it outside i i mean it's it's like 18 pickup trucks american made pickup trucks in a row i don't and then know a bentley. i mean that's the dumbest offer i ever heard just give him extra money and tell him he's got to ride a, a used car i mean come on man yeah there has to be a good leasing program right like even a Cadillac. I mean, eighty grand. Uh, anyway, we had the uh, we had Bowen Senior today back on for some direct and then some cross examination, and uh, there was uh, uh, the 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 interesting part. Probably the most interesting part was he suddenly had memory issues. I guess he had a little bit last week when it came to Oregon, but uh, Brian Bowen Senior uh, with details. Pretty, pretty good detail, all sorts of violations that have been offered to him, except when it comes to Oregon. Uh, he knows, like, what gas station he met Kenny Johnson, Louisville assistant coach at. But when did you discuss any offers from, you know, what was discussed when it came to the offer from Oregon? I don't recall. Just straight up doesn't recall. It's some kind of memory thing. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, what happened? It was I looking around the courtroom today. Was it like the Godfather when like the the, the brother from Sicily shows up? Um, was Phil Knight there, like giving him the, you know, the 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 cutthroat sign, or was he gonna, you know, was there a bag of cash left? I don't know what happened. All I know is Worldwide West take a trip to Saginaw, maybe. Uh, yeah, no, West was not there. I don't know what he. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. All I know is Kenny John or uh, 
Brian Bowen can't recall anything about Oregon. Um, $3,000 payment from uh, Tony Stubblefield, the assistant. That was brought up. Don't recall. Uh, like defense attorney Steve Haney was showing him testimony he gave to FBI agents detailing what he knew about the Oregon offer. Now, he he started talking to the FBI in January. Okay, this is like not eight, nine months ago. And he's showing them it, and he says, this is what you said uh, eight months ago, and he couldn't reveal the details. So he says, read this. Does this refresh your memory? No, I don't recall it. So let me ask you this, Dan. Uh, you've spent a lot more time in court than I have over the years. Is obviously lying on the stand, you're subject to perjury, which is a big deal, correct? Yes. Okay. What about misremembering on the stand or just like leaving out the that can't be that can't be ideal, right? Like is, is he putting himself at risk doing that? I don't think so. Uh I do not recall is a tremendous answer and why it's often used because how can you say someone recalls something or doesn't? Only one person could possibly know whether they recall, unless he's like sending text messages right now, like, ha ha, I said I don't recall. Like you <laughs> Now, all of a sudden, you could say, oh, all right, you know what? After some thought, I do recall it now, which is actually a fairly natural thing for a memory, right? There's many things. Yeah. You remember that time? And oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. So it's, it's, it's a fair thing, but it's like I've never – it was baffling in the courtroom when you're sitting there going, well, you know, do you, let me show you what you told the FBI, you know, just a couple months ago. Uh, no, I don't know. And I mean, like Haney's like, do you have a reason to think the FBI is lying? Which, of course, was stricken, but it was kind of funny. So um, that was pretty interesting. Um, and, and it's almost like Oregon is like, I think they went on edge. It was like flashing lights last week when all of a sudden it was like, hey, you're going to hear evidence of an, ast quote, astronomical offer from Oregon to go to um to go to send Brian Bowen and Tugs Bowen there. And, and, you know, you can just throw out allegations, but if you listen to the wiretap conversation between Christian Dawkins and Merle Code, you can tell that they totally believe this offer. Like this would be a long con if someone's just making up an allegation. These guys are talking like, Oh God, we got to do something with, we had to do something with this Oregon offer in, in the, in real time when they didn't know they were being wiretapped, right? So it makes sense that there wasn't a considerable offer, but he sure. doesn't know. So right now, if you're Dana Altman, you're like, whoo, right? I don't know. Nothing, <laughs> Nothing's out. Yeah. But this is where if I'm the Duck fan, I do not – don't start rejoicing yet. <laughs> Clearly, at some point, Brian Bowen Sr. told the FBI details of the offer. Because that's what he was being shown. Again, they sh they showed him, but just him, these statements. They would not project them up, and they couldn't tell the jury what they were. You can't sit there and be like, you know, do you recall killing your wife? Uh, you told the FBI you killed your wife. Oh, I don't recall. Like you can't you can't do that. So he was not allowed to. Uh, so we don't know. But somewhere on a piece of paper and an FBI now lying to the FBI is a five year felony. So you would presume. I don't know what the NCA is going to do with this. Do they take these? Because he's not denying it happened. He's just saying, he's not denying he didn't re he didn't say it to the FBI. He's just saying, I don't recall any of it. 
So, like, what do you think the F- the NCA would do if they get the FBI statements and it says, "Yeah, I got offered X amount of dollars from Oregon." So, I think the theme of our podcast tonight, Dan, are somewhat emergency inspector gadget podcast sponsored by Coors Light on Water Street will be okay. What's going to happen? And yourself, myself, our phones ring all day, yeah. and people want results, right? Coaches, assistant coaches, sneaker guys, hustlers, AU guys, whoever. Uh, people are fascinated. People are sick of the process of this, just generally from the outside. People don't want to know who's going to testify what or who's no. going to say what. It's been gone on too long. We live in a Snapchat generation with no attention span. People just want to know who's getting busted, who's getting fired, who's going to jail. Like, I would think in the entire process of this, Dan, we are probably a third of the way through. Do you think that's fair? Not the trial, but just the combined NCAA and federal stuff. A third of the way through this right now? Yeah. So by the time everything ends, I'm saying we're a year in, it'll be three years total. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you get through all the NCA stuff. Yes, yes. So uh, Yeah, it's too early. Yeah, this is like, yeah, I'm getting coaches. They're calling. That's like, I'm in court. You know, and then they text like 11 times anyway. Like, I can't have a phone in there. I'm not taking phone calls in the middle, yeah. and you're not even allowed to have a phone in there. But yeah, it was like, oh, is Dane Altman getting fired? Like, dude, you're way down the line. Like, I don't know. Yes. Like, yes. Let's, yes. Let's, see, so, let's see what else comes out. What does the NCA do? This is the conundrum. What do you do with the Oregon yeah. on this? Now, they can yes. take that statement to the FBI and say, fact, right? Yeah. So, One of the big mysteries of this whole ordeal, when you look at it from 30,000 feet over three years, is will the FBI give that statement about Oregon, which seems to imply or really prove, not even imply, that there was some sort of astronomical offer for this kid's services, Tugs' services, like will that go to the NCAA? And as of right now, I have no good answer for that. I've made a lot of phone calls on that, just prior procedures, blah, blah, blah. And like, nobody can say with any authority, no way, or yes, definitely. Um, has there been any clarity of that to you as you've wandered around the courthouse? No, I have no idea what the NCAA will yeah. do. And th- I mean, there's so many things that pop up. I'll give you a, just a side one today. Yeah. We get Bowen saying, acknowledging that when he played for Mean Streets AAU team, he sent his son to play for Mean Streets AAU in Chicago. Yep. And he was paid. Anthony Davis is a yep, yep. big time program. It is run by Ty Streets, former NFL uh, and University of Michigan wide receiver. He runs the Good program. Player. Right. That's the streets of mean streets. Okay. Ty Streets. Great player. So in the doc, in the thing today, Brian Bowen Sr. acknowledges he got a $5,000 payment from Ty Streets. Now, that because Ty Streets played for Michigan, he is automatically, by NCAA rules, a representative of the Michigan Athletic Department. Mm-hmm. By giving a prospect $5,000, he, he he broke a rule for Michigan. Yeah, Michigan wasn't involved in this. Yeah, I don't think a lot of Mean Street kids went to Michigan. No, no, just- and and like <laughs> Michigan offered Brian Bowen a scholarship, but he like never visited. They were never involved. I don't yeah. think. I mean, look, I am not naive, clearly on this stuff, but like the idea that all of a sudden John Beeline is going to 
decide to cheat by having tie streets who he may not, you know, yeah. give a, but by the letter of the NCA rules, a Michigan yeah. alum and representative of our athletic department provided a $5,000 cash to the father of the number one player in the state of Michigan or one of the top players. Like that's a violation. Now, what does the NCA do with that? Are yeah. they really going to punish Michigan? <laughs> Are they going to investigate I mean, Michigan yeah. when yes. like even my cynical self is like, yeah, no, nah, that's really pro-. he was just paying him to get him on his AAU team. I really yeah. don't think Ty Streets was if he wanted to pay Brian Bowen to go to Michigan, he w- he would have known he needed to give him a hundred grand, not five freaking grand. This guy, this guy doesn't mm-hmm. get out of bed for five grand. So yeah, that's your problem with this case. I don't know that that yeah. right there is like the most direct open and shut little case you'll hear mm-hmm. yeah. it's not a lot of gray area on those rules but sure i don't know what sure. so it's like i mean it'd be absurd yeah. if the only people who get busted on this thing is the michigan wolverines yeah who literally yes. aren't even involved with this kid because he's so radioactive and beeline does you know whatever that's not how john beeline yeah. does it so sure so the the funniest part to me about today is just and you wrote a great column on yahoo.com uh about louisville and how the, the implications of louisville in this whole saga could be considering their significant ncaa issues prior to the cash deal it was the the, the contrast of the resplendent detail in which brian bowen senior recalled that the hotel the gas station the amount of money like like you felt like you were there you could like feel the neon of the shell station sort of coming through your column compared to oregon where he was allegedly was it a three thousand dollar allegation from stubblefield at three, oregon three thousand dollar allegation from to stubblefield yes. and the quote that would not qualify as the astronomical offer right merle code and christian dawkins are going oh my god oregon gave him three grand we're worried we're gonna lose him that right yeah that's weekend spending money yeah dawkins was dropping two grand on him every every month and and we're gonna yeah so um let me get i'll tell you so yeah we'll get to so 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 louisville so this is my thing about louisville so he goes and says to um i gotta remember to just you know detail because nobody's reporting on this thing and no one was in there practically yeah so he he tells uh so what happens with louisville is he's like christian dawkins tells him look you're gonna get two grand a month from kenny johnson the associate head coach Mm -hmm. at louisville uh to help with your housing or whatever help with whatever so brian bowen senior uh moves himself into the galt house uh which is this big uh a very famous kind of the louisville iconic local hotel in downtown louisville and it also has apartments it's not just a hotel so he gets mm-hmm. up. Isn't Jack Ruby's Steakhouse in there too? It, it, it might. <laughs> I think it was. I've, I've had dinner there. That place there is old school, man. It is like. Yeah, no, it, it is. It, it I is. I stayed like, there once. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's a famous place. Like this is not like hey, uh, keep a low profile. It's like hey, let's stay in the most iconic hotel. Like, yes. The next. So he gets an apartment in there, and then he says cost twenty three hundred dollars a month. All right, now, yeah. you know he's a. He, I, you know I don't I don't want to like a class on this but like anybody grabbing a $2,300 a month apartment has got some cash okay especially yeah. in Louisville and he's a former police officer who's on disability okay? this is like yeah. he's this is not like well yeah I got this job or I own this business like he, he's sure. a cop he's a Saginaw cop on disability making $3,800 a month in disability and he's got a $2,300 a month apartment now if you're recruiting a player you would know those kind of details like 
what'd you do for work? What, you know, like this is how recruiting works. So he gets this $2,300 a month apartment. He's looking for his two G. So he contacts Kenny Johnson and they decide to set up a meeting. And this is classic. They meet at, um, and it's, it's not detailed to what this is going to be about. Um, we don't see the text message. Oh, Brian, Bowen senior also had a bat phone. He kept calling it his bat phone, the secret phone. Now I, we don't know that Kenny Johnson. We're going to go through all the eighties cartoon games. Yeah. Run the bat phone, the bat phone thing. Um, we don't know that Kenny Johnson knows the bat phone number, but there's no record of quite of the text. So they meet up and they meet at a shell station in downtown Louisville, just off downtown Louisville. Okay, now here's here's my first question. This is the first time I've missed Pat tonight, by the way, because yeah, Pat would be like, "It's on the corner of that." And yeah, that. yeah, first, <laughs> yeah, and there's a Bader's food court, a food shop in there, right? So you can get your popcorn or whatever, you get your get your, yeah, uh, you know, get your, your snacks, cheese to yeah, grate. cheese grater, and your little whatever, <laughs> you know, your kind bars. Um, so they meet at the gas station. Now, it's the first question is right here, right? I mean, talk about shady. Kenny Johnson has an office on the campus of the University yeah. of Louisville, okay? A parent wants to meet with the associate head coach. Totally normal and innocent thing, right? Hey, come on in, Dad. Hey, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, we're going to do this. You know, I mean, what the heck? Who do you meet? Who do you schedule a meeting with in the parking lot of a shell station? <laughs> what is innocent about... Hey, uh, Brian Bowen Sr. wants to meet with me. Don't want to do it in the office. How about the Shell Station? I mean, come on. <laughs> that is, you're guilty before you even start on this thing. So Bowen says to, uh, says he tells Johnson, like, hey, man, you know, you're supposed to give me two grand a month. That's what I heard. So Johnson is aghast, apparently. I can't do that. We don't do that, anything like that. Okay, so uh, Bowen gets back in his car. Ends up calling Christian Dawkins like, "What's up?" Like, I'm not. Getting, he says, "We don't. We're not doing that. I'm not giving you the two grand a month." So Dawkins says, and this is all on wiretap. Like, I'll, we'll get. I'll take care of it. Whatever. So August 23rd, they meet again, and like, there's a text from Brian Bowen Senior to to Kenny from Johnson. The bat phone, I hope. It says from the from the no this is from the real phone we don't have anything from the bat phone. oh that's, really that's kind of the problem how did the bat phone yeah, the, get out of the fed uh they didn't know about the bat phone oh. the bat phone was not through his name so he did all his business on the bat phone but they they, they got sloppy everyone it's amazing he had a bat phone to sell his son and actually is still in federal court right now yeah i know the bat well the, some of their bat phone stuff him and christian dawkins would be like yo yo hit me on the other one you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hit me on the what i just texted you from the bat they kept going like, geez, guys, you know, great code work. They're all ad- auditioning for the wire. Like, I'm glad these two didn't plan the, the invasion of Normandy. <laughs> I mean, what the, um, but here's this text: Hey, Kenny, how's it going? Want to get together to square up? Johnson's like, okay, we'll call you later on. So um, they end up meeting up, and Johnson shows up, according to Bowen, in front of the Galt House, where he's got this big apartment, and. Uh, Bowen Sr. jumps in and he gives him $1,300 in cash. Mm-hmm. And then Bowen gets out. He says, it's not, it's only a one-time thing. Um, you know, we don't do this. Uh, Louisville doesn't need to buy pay players. We got enough players. Well, you just paid a player. Yeah. So that's nice. He also saying it's a one-time thing when you used to say it was a no-time thing. Yeah. All right. So this is the, this is the thing to me. 
on June 15, 2017, University of Louisville is put on uh, hit with sanctions and put on probation for stripper gate, for whatever, hooker gate. And they get a four year uh, probation. Nine weeks later, nine weeks, Kenny Johnson hands $1,300 off to the father of their five star incoming freshman. A few blocks down, if my Louisville geography is correct, from the Yum Center, which was stripped of the banner. Yes, right there in the Yum Center. Yeah. Nine weeks. Yeah. Now, we also, and this trial isn't even done. Yeah. There's also, we've heard Jordan Fair, another assistant, paid 900 to a separate student athlete. Uh, he's also in this meeting in Vegas. Okay, that's three different Patino assistants. Andre McGee, who ran the stripper gate. Kenny Johnson's the associate head coach, number two in command. He's handing over $1,300. And then you got another assistant, Jordan Fair. Three guys. Nine weeks. Nine weeks after. This isn't, well, I don't know what Christian Dawkins is doing. This isn't some booster gave some money. This is the coaching staff. Now, if you are a repeat offender... You can get the death penalty. Yeah. So I post you, Pete. Like, if not now, yeah. I know it's only only thirteen hundred, but that's not the point. It was they were just starting. Yeah. Well, I, I would think there's certainly a ripe candidate, Dan. It's it's hard to any for any rational person to argue it. And uh, as you wrote in your column, like. They might as well take the death penalty off the books if they don't if they don't hand it over here. The the closest we've had to this was Baylor basketball. Not to be confused with the most recent Baylor football <laughs> sexual assault scandal. This was Baylor basketball, a scandal that only revolved around murder, um, which happened in around yeah, 2000 and, 2003. There was like a long drawn out investigation. Um, it resulted in the very sad death of. Uh, Patrick Dennehy, who was a player on the Baylor basketball team, was killed by Carlton Dotson, who was another player on the Baylor basketball team. And in the aftermath of that, as investigations happened, both NCA and otherwise, um, there was there was obviously a ton of dirt uncovered, including like Dave Bliss, just to have like extra guys on scholarship. Um, so it was total free for all at Baylor there in a bad deal. And Scott Drew took that job over. And eventually when the NCAA hammered them, I believe the punishment was they basically canceled all of the regular season except their league games. Yeah. No non-conference games. So there was, uh, there were no, there were no league games there because they still had to televise that and Baylor was terrible and they got pounded by everybody. And it was just like this weird unique season but it essentially shows how television has such a hold on the sport that Baylor was just viewed as inventory right and the Big 12 didn't want to give up the inventory of you know however many teams were in the league at the time and how many games but essentially Baylor would have played you know 14 16 18 league games and they said no way we're giving up all those that's valuable inventory and it throws off round robin balance of schedule whatever so they basically just like threw Baylor as that's that's since SMU football to me that's been the most significant NCA penalty of my lifetime covering uh, covering college sports and um, it would be really interesting now by the way Louisville has a top five recruiting class under Chris Mack the new coach he's come in done a really nice job moving the program forward etc cetera, etc cetera. but I would just have to think that something else like this popping up has to make everybody really nervous I, well, I just I mean if you're gonna have the death penalty because of repeat offenders yeah and if you read the rule which I did today it, it it can be the football program can do the first penalty and the track team can do the second 
Sure. Right. You can, you don't even have to be the same sport and it could be any time for five years, let alone when they're on probation. This is the same coaching staff, nine weeks. Yeah. Okay. This is nine weeks. Like they literally, the exact same coaching staff. Yeah. Aaron McGee was gone. Well, of course you get gone when you have the stripper gate, yeah. right? He had left or whatever. He was Nine last seen weeks. driving Uber in Kansas City. Though. And he's driving Uber in Kansas City. It's a living. Nine weeks later, the second in command is alleged to have been the bag man. Yeah. Okay. Other than Rick Pitino <laughs> calling the hookers and Rick Pitino handing over the money, you can't get any more close to the program. This isn't outside forces. When this first broke, everyone's like, Hey, uh, they didn't know exactly what Christian Dawkins did, what Merle coded. And the, Dawkins and Coder even on wiretap uh, talking about how eh, Patino, he, he sort of knows, but he didn't really know. He's got plausible de- deniability. They literally say this. Yeah. Okay, fine. Rick Patino is too <laughs> smart to sit there and say, hey, Christian, will you pay him 100 grand and get him here? It's just, hey, if you can help us out, that's great. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I appreciate your help, Jim Gatto. Thanks for the help. They, he doesn't have to say, these guys know what to do. Yeah. They're helping out Rick Pitino. Everyone knows yeah. without speaking. So uh, to me, like I, I don't, I don't have anything against Louisville, but if you're going to have this rule, like what yeah. exactly would it take to get the death penalty if your associate head coach paying a guy nine weeks after going on probation doesn't do it? Does it have yeah. to be the head coach? Yes. Does it so have to be a bigger dr- number? I mean, you know, nobody pays. <laughs> Even the hundred grand deals are done in installments because if you pay Brian Bowen Senior a hundred grand, he might not come. He might gone. You don't give these guys their money at one pop. Yeah, no, you can't. I mean, thirteen hundred people in Louisville will tell you that's just like a good trifecta on like a Thursday afternoon at the track. And, and it is, yeah, yeah, it is. Look, I I am not yeah. in favor of the NCA rules. Yeah. Okay, I'm not moral. I'm not judging anybody. But if you have the rules. Yeah, and the coaches make a gazillion bucks because they don't have to pay the players, and the, they don't pay taxes. And yeah. you agree to play by the rules, yeah. then these are the rules. So it's like I I don't know. Like to me, yeah. the NCAA should be like, yeah, we're going after you. So let's drive back to our theme of the show, which is stop calling me and asking me what's going to happen, random coaches across the country, because I don't know the answer. Um, why don't we know the answer? Because this is up to the NCAA, which yeah. is the most, which the investigation division and in the infractions process has just been completely inept, incompetent, and ineffective for decade upon decade, which has allowed this huge black market to form. So if, if someone can sit here two years removed from this process probably ending and declare, this school is going to get this, and this Creighton's going to get this, and Oklahoma State's going to get this, and they're going to do this to Oregon, but they're not going to do this to Texas. You can't because you cannot predict the NCAA infractions process because they essentially make it up as they go along. And to sit back and say, especially with these new rules where you can import evidence, like you would think for like what's left of the integrity of that organization that they would really have to say, okay, we kind of need to do something now that we're getting like laid naked in federal court, right? You, you would think they would have to do something, but don't put it past the NCAA. Um, I just, I don't know. Have you seen anyone from the NCAA there, Dan, that you could identify from no, there? No, not yet. No. Okay. All right. It could be a, 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 a enforcement staffer, but I will say this. I have spoken, I believe, if not spoken at least something close to every single person who's been, I've been there every day. Yeah. 
I know all the people that have been there every day. Yeah. I know this lawyer represents Adidas. This woman's working for a company that has this this involved in it. Sure. This is like there I, I met a lawyer, he wasn't there today, but he's there all last week. He, he wouldn't say he's representing, right? Yeah. But that's a lawyer. So he he's a New York lawyer. Yeah. He's rep, maybe he's representing the NTA. Maybe he's representing Oregon. I don't know. Yeah. But he's not but it's not could be like Tony Bland's guy from another case or something. You don't know. Right, yeah. right. There's a lawyer, there's a lot of lawyers in the room. There's some yeah. family, there's a little bit of media. That's it. But there's definitely like I haven't seen two people sitting there and, and you go, Oh, that's, you know, and I've taught, I, I mean, like it's, it's a courtroom. It's a small thing. You have breaks. Everyone goes outside. You stand, you talk to people. Um, at least I try to talk to everyone. Cause why not? I'm trying to find what's going on. Yeah. Um, but there's not that it's not like, Oh yeah, no, those two are compliance from NCA or I can't tell you, but that's, a, and there's certainly, as I complained last week, like where the hell's, you know, Jim Delaney or somebody from the big, like, if you're Bob Bowlesby or the Big 12, like on the record today, one of your schools is accused of offering $150,000, $80,000 car and a house. <laughs> and you ain't there. <laughs> the Big 12 championship sponsored by Tesla of Stillwater. <laughs> Tesla of Stillwater. You ain't even concerned. What? What's Oklahoma State doing? What? Like nobody cares. Nobody gives a crap. So I don't know. Are they gonna I loved how all these Are statements the school sent out, by the way, it's like one sent them out and the rest of them just copied and pasted them. Except interestingly, LaSalle, which Kenny Johnson now works as assistant. Yeah, LaSalle. Kenny Johnson's employed in college. Yes. Where's LaSalle? Like LaSalle. Hey, take the train up from Philly, buddy. It's, it's, yeah. It doesn't take that long, you know? LaSalle, I believe, is one of the few schools that just hasn't said anything. You could yeah. just see them you could just see them all like clutching their pearls in the athletic department, having oh. no idea what to do. I, like, I, oh, yeah. I give them a break because that like it's a small athletic department and they're just like oh crap, right? But yeah. The big schools, yeah. No, no, we don't. We're not here. I mean, I, I don't. I I get it. They just wanted to go away. So yeah, I don't know what the NCA would do. Like I, yeah. I could literally see the NCA not going after Louisville for the death penalty, but dinging Michigan <laughs> for tied streets. <laughs> like, well, this is an open and shut case. It's easy, yeah. right? Done. Yeah. Yeah, or is uh, it the uh, is it the old uh, Tark line that like UNC Asheville should be petrified because yeah, Louisville like, might be in got trouble? So is mad that... at Kentucky, they gave Cleveland yeah. State two extra. Or Tark's other <laughs> great one: nine out of ten schools are cheating; the others in last place. <laughs> Fucking, I wish Tark had lived to the, yeah. to see this thing. He would have been there. I mean, yeah. this is like the Jerry Tarkanian. I told you, I told you, I told yeah. you. Y'all blamed it on me. I'm dead. I'm dead. I don't even live anymore. And it's still going on. It wasn't me. Y'all blame Tark. Yeah. Old Tark got it. But look at this. So one school, and I don't remember who did it first, released a statement saying, we have not been contacted by federal authorities. Yeah. Well, of course you haven't been contacted by federal authorities. They're not investigating you. What are they, <laughs> gonna, what are they contacting you for? Nobody like, asked you that question. Yeah, these guys are so bad. Yeah, it's like, it's basically like, we're kind of screwed, obviously, but we're not directly screwed. So we're going to put this one big fact out there. Yeah, yeah. And one of them even had said, we're, ex we're, we're looking forward to an exciting season exclamation point. <laughs> it's like, who put that statement out? You can buy season tickets right here. Like, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, some of these schools are benefit are going to benefit from this thing. I mean, like I'll tell you right now, Creighton, Creighton's going to be involved with every top hundred player in the country. Cause people are like, yo, Creighton's paying. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Like yeah. No, these guys are normally like, who the hell's Creighton? 
Now it's like, man, I get a hundred yeah. grand going to Creighton. I, I'm, I'll, I'll visit. I'm visiting. Like they're probably just inundated right now with people trying to visit. <laughs> what did Pete, what did Bowen Senior say on the stand about Creighton? I saw something tweeted Creighton today. Offered a hundred grand, and then he and his um his uh basically basically his wife, his longtime companion. A couple yeah. decades they've been together, so we'll just call her as the wife. I don't know what all the legal thing is, but his wife both were going to get lucrative jobs, a hundred thousand dollar jobs. Okay. So it's $200,000, a $100,000 job, a $100,000 job, and $100,000 in cash. Three hundred yeah. grand for Brian Bowen at Creighton. Yeah. You tell That's me a lot that of cabbage in like, The AAU circuit is a buzz. They are a buzz about Creighton. Everyone's excited about Creighton now. This is going to be the best thing that ever happened to Creighton. You are yeah. now in the did, big time. People did, are like, where's Did they give Creighton? Dan oh. – What? Did they give the dynamics of how the offer was given? Like, was it McDermott? Was it one of the Preston assistants? Murphy. Like, did they Preston Murphy, assistant coach? Preston it was Preston Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, yeah. Coach. he's from Saginaw, so that makes sense. Yeah, assistant coach Preston Murphy. Um, but yeah. who knows? Um, yeah, so like, I mean, I think like like Arizona offered fifty. Right? That's it. And uh, and so if you're coming in, <laughs> you can sit there and be like, we're six times over Arizona. Like that's big time. Like, you gotta be pretty proud of your Creighton. Like it was like Arizona fifty. We'll go. Yeah. We'll go three hundred. Um, one of the. It's funny. One of the arguments, the counter argument to this is all about money that, that uh, Steve Haney, Christian Dawkins' attorney, is making is, look, um, their preferred place was Arizona. They wanted to go to Arizona. Then a couple of players came, didn't turn pro, and. Uh, so they ruled out Arizona because there's a log jam at the position. What Brian Bowen senior and Tugs Bowen really wanted was the best situation to get him to the league. It wasn't the money. If it was about the money, he, you know, Brian Bowen senior be riding around in the Tesla in Stillwater right now. Sure. Right. So, yeah. and like, they actually still considered Michigan state, which they said wasn't paying anything. And they ended mm-hmm. up only going to Louisville because, uh, because Donovan Mitchell went pro and all of a sudden, they needed the mm-hmm. shooting guard, and he's like, "Hey, man, I, Patino, and and you know, we can follow that path and be the next Donovan Mitchell or the long line of Rick Patino players." So it's kind of funny that they're actually like arguing that whole thing up. Um, so I'll give you the other really funny part of the day, and I teased this on a tweet, and I did not want to reveal it on Twitter, and I'm still not sure I should reveal it here, but. Um, your Twitter's family friendly, Dan. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I just try and I don't want to, I don't want to be one of those idiots. It's like, I got to go home and tell my wife. Yeah. I got fired today because of a tweet, <laughs> you know, like, is that, the, is that the worst conversation? At least get fired for a column, right? right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's many reasons to fire me, but I don't want it to be. Yeah. So I sent out this like tweet and uh, I got fired. Um, I don't know. So, I'll, I'll still, I'm still knocking it down because I don't trust, I don't trust uh, anything. But so they're at the end, they're just all the attorneys are trashing Brian Bowen Senior. Like they're just trying to kill mm-hmm. him. Yeah, uh, you know, you're, you're on disability as a police officer, but then you, you know, did you tell the Saginaw police you're making all this extra money and this cash? Everyone's throwing cash at you. Um, you know, did you file your taxes? Apparently, Brian Bowen Senior has apparently not filed his 2015, 16, or 17 taxes yet. Claims he has an extension. Let's go ahead and extension. Going well. Um, he was caught. He got it at the Shell station. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like he might want to file some taxes, man. Um, complicated tax form. But he's uh, he's going to be screwed on that because you know he spent all the money. Um, then he had uh, 
he had the oh he was selling he was buying food uh like food stamp cards for like you know like he he got it upset that the the Steve Haney, the attorney said you bought him for sixty cents on a dollar sixty cents no way right <laughs> like just buying someone's food stamp thing for under cost so he'd give money to someone on food stamps get the card and then sell it for hire right so someone needs money for whatever reason they need money but they they don't want to use sure. the food the food stamp card so that's a that's a welfare fraud that's a violation so he's got out of trouble for that the tax fraud all this different stuff so they're trashing him on everything so. I mean, this is straight savage. Okay. So Merle Code is being defended by his dad, Merle Code Sr. Yeah. And give people a little yeah. background on Merle yeah. Code Sr., Dan. Lawyer um, and a judge, longtime judge in South Carolina. Yeah. He's an older guy. Obviously, he dresses really nice. He's like the epitome to me of like the Southern gentleman. He's like just the mm-hmm. way he carries himself in court. Very impressive guy. Okay. I've not, I've not yeah. really spoken to him, but very impressive guy. Yeah. very smart. I mean, you know, like judge, I mean, the whole thing. So he's, yeah. let me interject real quick. Uh, when this all happened, we profiled a bunch of the people involved and Merle code played for Rick Barnes at Clemson. And I called Barnes. And the one quote he gave me on the record was like, just about the code family and how the code name was respected in, uh, in Greenville. And just like went on and on about like the dad was like almost like royalty in the town. Yeah. So this is, this is, yeah, this is who who kind of we, to set the scene. This is who's right, delivering. He's probably this. like he's probably in his sixty. Like he's grandfatherly kind. He's not old, but it's just like this is a this is like a dignified guy. Like you're like okay, Mister yeah, Code, sure. right? Judge Code. Like yeah. you're he's impressive. So he's asking questions. He's defending his son. He's one of the uh, the two attorneys defending his son. So he doesn't they don't really have any questions because he's like. You, have you ever spoken to my son? No. Did you Did you even know who he was? He Merle Code wasn't really party to this to Brian Bowen's deal. So other than like uh, he was, but wasn't. But he never had any contact with Brian Bowen. So he, so then he starts kind of hammering him on. You know, you're pimping out your kid. He's kind of lecturing him, kind of hammering him on this stuff, and everything's getting objected to. And then he goes, "All right." He goes, "So <laughs> he goes, you uh." When when you went to New York to pick up the nineteen thousand dollar four hundred dollar bag of cash that we talked about the other day, got to listen to that part. Whatever, uh, I'm not t- retelling that whole story, but you got nineteen thousand four hundred in cash in a bag at a at a meeting in a New Jersey parking lot where you also got a sandwich. Which unfortunately, the sandwich is Brian the key. Bowen Sr. Can't leave got the off the out. witness stand, and we still don't know what kind of sandwich it is. I was ready to follow him out of court, be like, just just tell me the sandwich, man. What's this? I'm gonna. <laughs> You should call Manoush Sood tomorrow and ask him for the sandwich. Try to find out if we can just find out the sandwich. It'd be the scoop of the trial. Um, it would be a great detail. Got a sandwich. But anyway, he was in New York to get this thing. So he goes, uh, uh, when you were in New York for this thing, you sent a text to Christian Dawkins. Okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, did that text say, okay? So, again, if you're offended, don't listen. But if you're freaking listening to this podcast, it's deep in your – I don't know why, if you're easily offended. So he goes – um, expletive. So he's reading the text message. So he just goes, expletive. I need to get some ass tonight in New York City, right? Just says it right out in the in court, like out of nowhere. This dignified judge just hammers the prosecution. Objection! What? Right? Sustained. Striking from the record. Right? But Merle Senior just throws this thing out there. He has no further questions. Right? So. Brian Bowen, 
So is his longtime partner no, in no, the, 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 the in wife the, is not the, there, but that's the key, right? Okay. This has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. This has nothing to do with the case. <laughs> the prosecution is absolutely right to object, and the judge is absolutely right to, to strike it from the record. Jerry, <laughs> pretend you never heard that. Merle Code Sr. just went straight gangster on this guy. Like It's like, you messed with my kid's life. My kid is now on federal, is dealing with a federal freaking case because of you. All right. And him, but you, I am about to, to blow yeah. up your marriage. <laughs> I am going to make, cause, yeah. man, you would rather be, you would rather do like three months in federal pen than have to explain that text <laughs> to, to your wife for the next 20 years. <laughs> and here's the thing. He was, he had $19,400. He could have gotten whatever he wanted in New York City. I think we're all aware that anything is possible in New York City when you got nineteen thousand four hundred in cash. Free yes, market free economy market. at play. Well, yeah. absolutely wild, absolutely hysterical, out of nowhere. The whole court was like, "Whoa, Nam, Merle <laughs> Code Senior." I want that guy representing me if I'm yeah. in trouble. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Dan. Now that you've gotten a feel, I guess. Uh, five days of this, I think you've been in the in the courthouse for now. Like, give me your general impression of the the legal people involved. There's obviously a crew of lawyers. There's federal prosecutors. Like, what's your what's your vibe on you know just generally the case, how it's being prosecuted, how it's well, being. Well, I think the the defense, like the codes code, and it's a good defense team. They got three different uh, groups. They're all have different strengths. Steve Haney's doing really good. I think for for. Dawkins, uh, more in code for code. It's just, it does help to have three different defendants. The prosecution, the, the main prosecutors is, is really good. Um, very good at asking questions. He's out of central casting. Like this guy's going to run. Yeah. yeah he's going to run for like, he looks like someone that if he wanted to will run for like governor someday. I spent early career prosecuting fraud yeah. at the U S courthouse. Right. And then he, I mean, he's like, He'll be the right, attorney right. general. Totally looks and like, yeah, he went to Yale. I just think the, the prosecution. Thing. I just think the government's got a terrible case. I just don't. I don't get this this case. Like, yeah. Well, like Steve Haney got Brian Bowen Senior to say today that he basically said, "Isn't it true that what Kenny Johnson did is the exact same thing that Christian Dawkins did?" And Brian Bowen Senior said, "Yes, they're both violations. Like, how can they be defrauding?" Louisville when Louisville is defrauding itself. Like, how can you be accused of, of, of like the government's case here that these schools are these innocent, just this, these guys came in and, and, and screwed them from behind and they didn't know. And it's like, you're doing all of this yourself, right? Like, I don't, I, I, I've never understood this case and a week and a half in, I don't understand it at all. Still don't. So let me just play devil's advocate here. Um, I mean, these guys are really these guys are really smart, right, Dan? Like the like the, the feds no, don't lose 90, a lot. They're like Mariano Rivera. Plus percent. Been, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like a really it's a really good clip. So all the people who've sort of expressed the the skepticism of like, oh, they'll never do it. How are they going to prove you know? Blah, blah, which I get. Like there there's certainly reason for skepticism. But my my rebuttal to that is well. You weren't defrauding the basketball program. You were defrauding this billion-dollar institution right. at Louisville, which which could end up sustaining damages. And just because the actual coaches within the program were doing it, 
I don't think does that mitigate what was happening on the outside. I don't know. Like I just feel like they they didn't bring this thing up as like a roll of the dice. No, That's no, all. no, and and I, no, and this is the the Southern District of New York. I mean, it's a big time. Uh, yeah. Edward Discant, the, the 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 lead assistant U.S. Like I said, he's from Yale. He's tremendous. There's like I, again, I would yeah. not be surprised if he's Attorney General in New York someday or Connecticut or wherever heck he lives. Um, he's fantastic. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't get it, but I think the question becomes who's the university, right? And it, right, like who's the university? Yeah. Is it the board of trustees? Yeah. Is it the compliance guy? Because mm-hmm. they're they're bringing these compliance people in. But my problem with the compliance, what have those been like? Those have received very little attention. Like compliance people are generally kind of like square, nebbish, sort of like. I don't know, just kind of like, you know, like they're yeah, like chemistry, the librarian high school like, chemistry oh, teachers. You're laying on your book yeah. return. Hey, man, be happy I took out a book, right? <laughs> um, I'll pay my dollar yeah. fifty. Yeah, no, that's that's it. And like, but again, I go to this like, what is compliance in the NCAA? We've had compliance directors come in. Yeah. You fill out a bunch of forms saying you didn't break any rules. Sure. But you have. Yeah. You have. A dad of a player move into an a, into a hotel for the year. Like who can afford mm-hmm. to spend, live in a hotel for six months? Okay, like the disabled, the cop on disability from Saginaw. Oh, we hey, guess what? We signed a, a five star recruit after seven days of recruitment. And and I don't. I, I we said this the other day. I don't blame the Louisville compliance director because this is the culture. You go well. I'm putting the brakes on this. Wait, how many high schools did he go to? Yeah. Wait, he went. Yeah, how many AAU teams he played for? What's his dad? You ask a lot of questions, but what you're done in college athletics, sure. what you do as a compliance director is yes, Coach Patino, that's what you do because Coach Patino's yeah. making seven million, and you're making seventy grand. Yes, All right, and so yes. this is how it works. So it's like, what's the university? That's really, I think the at the epitome of this is, are they going to say the university of Louisville is Rick Pitino? Is it Kenny Johnson or is mm-hmm. it the board of trustees? Because nobody in the Louisville athletic department. Well, I think it's the, you know, the hundred million dollar endowment and the, you know, however many thousand diplomas they give out yeah, but, a year. But it's, who makes the decision know, the camps, then? Okay. Yeah. What do you mean? But isn't, isn't Kenny Johnson defrauding his own place too? Who's in charge? Let's put it this way. Who's I mean, he's certainly charge? by making that payment, he's certainly putting like there's ultimately risk and loss here, right? That's what this is going to all come down to. Like if these guys are found guilty, they're going to have to find loss. And so the loss is what is or could be NCA sanctions that would cause them to lose money, games, whatever, right? So I, I don't know. Like, like there's there's certainly an argument there, but there is yeah. But there's also ambiguity. I mean, I'm not saying no, you're this thing's open and shut. I, I've been trying but, to figure it out too. Like, what yeah. is where, where's your thing here? Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, when all you're doing is well, they filled out form 107-6.7b supplemental. You know, it's like okay, great, but yeah, Rick Pitino wasn't concerned. He was living at the Galt House. Kenny Johnson wasn't concerned. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jurich wasn't concerned. The compli- Nobody sat there and said, how did we get a five-star recruit on, on June 1st? We'll give a shout-out to Pat here because he said when he was working at the Courier-Journal 20 years ago, they did an investigation and busted Louisville for paying a player. I don't remember his name yeah, right, yeah, at the Galt yeah. House and, uh, then. So yeah, that's, what's that's old so is new again, like, which is not right, surprising. So it's the compliance yeah. guy. But what is compliance in the NCA other than a whole bunch of people 
shuffling paper around. You know, and and look, yeah, you don't. Much. The system is set up. Now, I don't know if the jury will will grasp this or not, but the system is set up that the when Rick Pitino wants a guy, the it's done. And and that's the case at every single school. Yeah. Okay. Tom Izzo says, I got the guy. It's going to get done. If, 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 if Mike Krzyzewski, yeah. John Calvary, I don't care if it's the guy in yeah. Marist or something, yeah. you know, like I want it done. It's done. Oh well, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's, I mean, they check the grades and they fill out this form. Tell us if you took any money, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like Duke just took Trevon Duvall and Marvin Bagley, who were like run through some like shady right. schools. You know what I mean? They went to all these Zion high Williamson's schools. Zion Williamson's dad like, got his own AAU team. They just gave him his own team so they could give him the money through the team. Yes. Yeah. I don't think their high school transcripts looked a lot like, you know, the kid from Chappaqua who got admitted to Duke <laughs> right. early admission. You know, like. Right. And again, like they went to these schools and then took online courses. I remember Duvall telling me that. Like, right. But it's, to underscore your point, yes. Like, so why are we get, pretending? Yes. That's the thing. Who cares? I don't care that Zion Williams's dad, if he did get a team, or I wouldn't care yeah. about any of it. I'm like, I'm really looking forward to watching Zion Williamson play basketball this year. Like, yeah. that's awesome. This guy looks really fun to watch. I don't care. Who cares? Why do we pretend to care? What you just said about compliance is funny to me. Like, do you think if they took all the compliance directors and pooled their salary together, they could figure out a way to it, to pay the players? <laughs> no, I, I actually wrote this. They, yeah, because they're up to like schools have, you know, yeah. 10 compliance. The compli- they've created an actual industry. Yes. To do the, like it's, it's insanity, yes. right? We need more more people checking the forms. Yeah. Fill out this form, fill out this form, fill out this form. But none of them are like private eyes. No, like no one's gonna be like hey, I'm gonna like you could have cracked this Brian Bowen story yeah. in like ten seconds. Gee, wait, what? Where did we get this guy? Yeah. You know, wait, where are you living? You know, why is my coach meeting him at a Shell station? <laughs> if everything's innocent, why are we meeting at the Shell station? That's my number one question. Anyway, I don't know. Um, it's been uh, it's been entertaining. We'll see if we get more uh, more dirt, more uh, stuff. Uh, we can if we need to. We'll have an emergency podcast. Uh, if not, we will, uh, we'll keep our eyes on it, but we'll get back to more football. Uh, certainly the race, the case later this week. And so, uh, please subscribe and please leave us a nice review. Yes. I hope Brian Bonus senior doesn't listen because he would not leave us a nice review. <laughs> he will not leave us a night. Nice, we get a lot of nasty reviews from Saginaw. Yeah. <laughs> we know who's going. All right. Anyway, talk to you guys later.